on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Awards, certainly we know celebrities win awards, and, and I want to point out there's that you don't, they're annual awards, so there's a strategy that's repeated every single year that talent right. teams have, you know, how they're going to approach this award and that award, and there's based even down to the category that they're going to appear in, the same way that we as business owners might have sales incentives or MVPs or even on a social structure, I'm thinking of bachelor of the year and like these like social constructs, these social awards that yeah. exist. And what I'm saying is be mindful of how they're peering in on the action you're doing that, that I was surprised. Yeah. I actually did some research. I have over a hundred awards on my website. I have over a hundred awards that I think are worthy of winning. Some of them you have to pay for. Most of them you have to pay for, by the way, as Oscars, Emmys, Tony's, these are things that producers, production companies pay thousands of dollars per submission. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Vinny Potestivo. Did I say it right, my man? Nailed it. Nailed it. Welcome to the King stage, Vinny. How are you? Great, man. How are you? Doing wonderful, dude. Tell us what kind of business that you got. Yeah, this is a fun job that I've got. In the late 90s, I was the head of talent at MTV. Long, (laughs) weird, quick, but long story short. And I got to figure out how to create new relationships with talent on behalf of the network. At first, it was hosts. And then it was Beyonce in movies and Mandy Moore in her first acting role. And it was, and then it turned into reality TV where every modern storyteller who needed the leverage television, the audience that television had came yeah. for MTV. So Diddy and Ashton Kutcher and Sharon Osbourne and all those Jessica Simpson, Ashley Simpson. And you're I, like I reliving my childhood right here. Yeah, right we'll now. talk about this. <laughs> the coolest thing about what I did then is, and I, and I wave this man as a big flag. It's a shared experience that is unlike anything else. We, we both saw stuff go down. I had a different vantage point. You had a different vantage point. I'm just as interested in how it impacted your world as it, as it did mine. Cause me, I probably complain about, you know, a 6am call time for you. It was like, we got up and it was so cool. Cause at eight, the release of this anyway, to be part of that yeah. moment, you know, it's all about shared experiences. So I throw that out there. Cause it's, if we have any of those, those TV shows in common, there's some there's sh- shared language. It's yeah. a great place to start off from. Yeah. That's awesome. And I started my company out of my a dorm room in, 99, in 98. I got to MTV in 99. And then in 07, I left and, and came back to my company and helped Viacom, CBS, NBC, Bravo, A&E, Lifetime. I helped production companies scale how they worked with talent. Between now and then, I've held the job of head of social and head of influencer and f- walked sort of th- ch- climbed through that tech growth of, of how people work with talent. Now I'm, I'm really passionate more so than, than helping people develop their inner talents. I'm really passionate about helping business owners create IP, intellectual property that they can own in perpetuity forever without yeah. ever needing to sell it 
to a network. And I actually love showing people how to leverage that, how, how, how by owning it, you can actually leverage it and license it to yeah. networks and other territories that you might want to sell it to first and, and how to really maximize the media part of, of this content creator industry that we're in the media part being the physical post, the actual, sure. you know, there's no real physical tape anymore, but you know, the, the right. file itself, you know, when you're, yeah. you're talking about leveraging assets. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, some of that is knowing what questions to ask. I've been in the room of lots of different types of negotiations and, and sure. transfers. And, yeah. and some of it is, is good old, you know, celebrity brand building. And this is the part that I get excited about, like the importance right. of winning awards and why we need to give and get credits and ways that we can do that. And I want to, sh I want to share a lot of stuff here that if you were a creator by trade, or by technology through an iPhone or through social media, right. that there are ways that we could be winning together. And I want to make sure people know that out of the gate. Because yeah. too many times we struggle and we're, we, we don't realize the support that we could be getting and, and how things like an award or credits could actually support the launch of a brand. Yeah, 100%. Well, I'm excited to be able to get into some of that. Before we do, I want to ask you, at this stage in the game, you've obviously been uber successful you just dropped all kinds of names on us it was fantastic why are you doing it still like why are you at it what's the bigger picture you know what, what what's i mean i was doing it before so my whole, this is so funny but like my whole i've always been so i don't know i got in trouble as a kid because i hung out with the wrong five kids and i remember as a seven-year-old being told you have to hang out you have to change those five people around you and i i i turned that into from in school where I focused on, on an enrichment of education, by the way, not the smartest, the highest grade. I was mindful. I was like, I don't want the highest grades. I want, if I can pick the five people around me and they're going to impact my right. experience, I want to make sure they're very, five very different people who really yeah. round me out in a unique way where yeah. I can impact them equally. I've been doing that ever since that mindset clicked in as a kid. That's what I did to get through the trauma from my, from my childhood, like most of us have uh, on varying various levels. And I want to be respectful of that to how I turned those coping mechanisms into like superpowers that help me put people first and forward and, and be yeah. a servant to other people's needs. And like I built crazy talent brands at MTV by doing that. And it's because yeah. I wanted, to, I don't know, you know, do you know why I do it? To be really honest, I would love yeah. to say it's because I'm curious. I do it because I want to. Yeah, that's why that's the I, I, and because I want to, I force myself to be curious. That's right. I force that's myself right. to I force questions in front of me that provoke curiosity as opposed to leaving my mind to right. wonder, you know, yeah. I'm good at getting I'm good at getting lost. I'm, I'm good at I'm good at I'm good at reading data and figuring out what's in the between. And I'm good at having no data and figuring out how to get out. But I know that, right. that either way, you have to come back with a perspective and experience or, or something that's relevant to change that sort of. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge, man. I really appreciate the perspective there. I think that, you know, in, in no few words, I mean, we all feel the same way. Like at some point it's gotta be because that's, I mean, I'm doing it cause I freaking want to. Yeah. And obviously there's like a joy that comes in it obviously for you naturally, but yeah. Well, also I have to, you know, I want to be respectful with that answer because I'm thinking about the privilege that comes with that answer. Also, I'm, not married and I don't have children yet. And yeah. these are all things I, I can't wait to have happen to me. And, and as I'm building out my career now, mindful of how to scale myself, my energy, my ideas, my tactics versus yeah. strategy and some deliverables. Sure. But I have to be honest, I think that's a big part of it is that there's, there's, I, 
I, you know, I was the oldest of five in a single parent household. My mom made 19,000 yeah. a year. I thought that was, I thought that's why people couldn't be millionaires. Cause it was like, yeah. Because most people only made 20,000 a year. I didn't understand yeah. until, I, and even though I grew up in Staten Island and it's so close to New York, like I just I didn't, I thought there'd be a lot more Vinnies. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Staten Island is so small. The perspective was so small. And I think I was blessed to not know. And, and I didn't have internet growing up. So I, I, I was blessed to not know what I didn't know versus yeah. now where I think, I think 20 year olds are struggling with mindset issues, you know, based uh, questioning their authority and questioning if this is, you know, uh, being insecure. These are things that I, as a 20 year old, didn't experience because I wasn't right. tapped into the, the greater space that existed. It didn't exist actually. Yeah, yeah that's so um, true. I was just thinking about this actually the other day myself, <clears throat> thinking about the, the varying struggles that, that just really humans have gone through over the course of decades and centuries. And <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, just like the mindset or, or just the general struggle that like a person in America has, and, and it's connected to a lot of our phone and just the, the, the different things that capture our attention where, you know, not even just a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, it was a very different story. 250 years ago, they were worried about having shoes in the civil war. Like, come on, <laughs> this yeah. is a way different story. Yeah. Puts it in perspective, though, for gratefulness. Wouldn't you agree? No, I, I'm, I'm, I really have no complaints about. Like, the, I feel very called to be active in social change because I feel very fortunate to be on this earth in this blip of time where we have heated toilet seats and like yeah. lights and like all the creature comforts that you know we've really grown grown used to and work hard to not only have for ourselves, but are now able to work hard to have for others. And I think that that's like, yeah. that's the part that I think is neat about, <clears throat> for me, it's, I've met more people outside of my met network through podcasting sure. than I ever did in social media. Yeah. I never thought about that before. Well, Maybe it's, it's real. Because, it's real. Well, yeah. We're, it forces you together. to be social, right? It forces you to, there's no yeah. small talk. It's a, it's all, it's a deep talk. I, I like that part of, of where we're that's at. Right. And, and that's a lot of that's technology. Yeah. And and then how that technology impacts culture and how the community can use culture to connect. So I yeah. I'm working with more international peoples more so than ever. Yeah. I want to I want to go practical with you and then I want to dig into some of this media stuff that you that you do. I think that you can provide just some excellent opportunity for the listeners to take away for their business. But practically, I want to know of a good decision that you made maybe early on cuz most of our listeners here today are in in build mode. They probably haven't hit that 1 million dollar mark yet in revenue, but what would you say that something that you can look back on is just a very clear decision that you made that we can learn from a good decision. This is a fun one. I think it's, and it's been a struggle, but it's, it's not the easiest decision or the, uh, but the, the best decision, the good, I think they're not it, typically there, easy. No, there was a moment in my career where, where as TV was exploding and unscripted was programming that network execs really wanted me to move to LA and, and really kind of have more of a presence in Los Angeles. And I thought to myself, why? I, there's, there, as they said earlier, there are not a lot of Vinnies in New York. The entertainment is the third, you know, there's like finance and then fashion and then entertainment. I'm like, wow. I'm kind of like a medium sized fish in a, in a giant <laughs> terrestrial you know, island, but like in a, in a much smaller version. I think I can make more impact being Vinny from New York with LA contacts before Facebook and the advent of everyone having access to everybody now and as, right. as mankind now has access to each other. It's all about discovery. It's not about access. It used to be about access. 
And I think that that's, that's one of the best things that I did was I stayed put at a time of expansive growth. And there's not a doubt in my mind that if I had moved to LA, I would be an executive producer on a bazillion shows and still actively love television. I think the, the, the part of me that stepped out of TV happened here in New York where I saw okay. the tech space getting bigger, the, the world getting bigger outside of TV. To yeah. me in New York, I was always aware that the world is bigger than television because yeah. Because when you go out in New York and you hang out at clubs, it's finance people. Those, those are the guys. Who, those are the people who have the women, the people who have the corners. You know, the, and then there's and then there's like a celebrity maybe in the middle. Back again in the early two thousands, where culture and community collided, where where that's where connections happen. I worked at MTV, but every connection I made was leveraging the fact that I worked at MTV. Hey, I can open the door while I'm someplace else working exactly. physically with people, meeting people physically that, you know, I was choosing, picking one by one to come right. into the world of MTV, similar to what I'm doing in podcasting now. Yeah. Yeah. How does, how does a listener, <clears throat> whether they're in media or maybe marketing, or maybe they're a contractor, how do they take what you just said as far as a good decision? How would you suggest that they apply that to them? Is it is it the mindset of not being so singular inside of their industry where they can see trends Yeah. or is it like help them apply that? So there's this like phrase that comes to mind that says, don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think a lot of us, especially now the speed of niching down and, and responding, responding to audience needs that we're, we're evolving and we're evolving quicker more so than ever. I think it's really important to be mindful that evolution, that growth in the form of a tree, for example, starts with the roots and it grows from the top, but you, it's nothing without the roots. And there's this idea of, of evolution that sort of leaves behind a version of who you are. And what I'm saying is double down on that person, on the base of who you are, on the foundation of what you're known for. Just because you've been in it for 20 years, don't stop applying for awards, for example. Sure. This is a big one. So for me, 25 years into my career, I hadn't won, an, hadn't won an Emmy yet. And I realized the reason is because I wasn't working on projects in a title that would allow me to win the Emmy and success of the show. Wow. And then I also looked at ways to win Emmys. And Realize that if I apply in the documentary space on a local level, that I know that having an Emmy award winning media background changes the perspective of, of my yeah. presence out of the gate That's versus right. what I'm terrified of, which was unscripted reality TV because of the, the notion behind needing to be famous to work with me is the weirdest thing. I see how people can land on that based on the output but it, yeah. <laughs> I wish you, I, that's like, but you're only seeing the results. <laughs> you're not exactly. seeing the years, the years of work that it takes to get there. And, and I think that, you know, not again, I think of like staying, you know, coming, niching down. I think that's even contacts. That's why I think yeah. some of the people that I worked with at MTV in the late nineties, early two thousands, as did everyone at that network work with them. I think I yeah. maintain relationships with them because I never lost that core yeah. value of how can I help you? It's not, how can I help me? get you this position so I can become that, 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 how can I help? Like, if I'm really good at helping, this is what I figured out. If I can help you do something, I can help you do it again and again and again. I yeah. can understand your language. I can grow with the goals and, yeah. and, um, and that, that makes me show up. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, yeah, that's really, or why do I do it? I think, cause that, cause I think I can make that change when I, when I see the opportunity, when I see someone's intent, the level of impact that they can make now, I feel very called 
to make yeah. content that moves people. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but like, yeah. The long as the day, I'm not pitching shows to networks anymore where I want people comfortably sitting in on their on their couches. I think there are now hundreds of qualified production companies that can pitch to these networks and they, they can have that conversation. But what they can't do is what, what I'm doing. And I, I, I get the sense of like what we're doing here, which is like an empowering yeah. independent voices to own media, to own audiences. No one owns podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a couple of people own TV. When you think of it, they're publicly traded networks and right. Right. You know, it's like a, there's like four guys, you know, it's like four guys in Oprah basically. Yeah. <laughs> that, own, that own television worldwide. I'm thinking about. Yeah, but but the point that you're making is is that it's it's really the now world of the individual, the creator, yeah. an individual, or the the nobody, or the, the the person who didn't think that it was possible. It's more now ever like it's more possible now than it ever has been. Is in essence what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, and it really doesn't matter what industry. I think that as long as they're serving, serving well, and then I just when you say niche, I think a lot of people know that, but the way that you described it, which is if you can just be true to who you are, do the service that you're really, really good at, which then gets amazing results. And you just do that over and over and over again. That That is niching. It is. Let me just stay right here in this lane because I can really provide value here. And it it actually brings me life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. And, and yeah, I think there's a, this compliance piece to me where it's like, well, I know if I can do one thing good, I know that this is part of the journey of what this person's on and I'm setting them up to be yeah. successful in the next round. And then I start thinking about their journey and I think, well, after I, I hand them off to wherever they go and make, now they've got a TV show. So they go and make a TV show. Like, what would they want me for? Well, now how do they receive, you know, how do they build their magazine and lifestyle magazine and, and have ownership over the context of content now that they have control over the content? And I help scale that, that piece. You know, awards, I brought that up, this up earlier, awards. <clears throat> Certainly, we know celebrities win awards, and, and I want to point out there's that you don't, you know, they're annual awards. So, like, there's a strategy that's repeated every single year that talent right. teams have, you know, how they're going to approach this award and that award. And there's based even down to the category that they're going to appear in. Right. Um, the same way that we as business owners might have, you know, sales incentives or MVPs or even on a social structure, I'm thinking of like, you know, bachelor of the year and like these like social construct, these social awards that yeah. exist, top voices on LinkedIn, you know, these, like, these awards really help yeah. stand out. And, and when you had asked earlier, what, are, what is something that I think anyone can do based on this information? It's that, yeah, we might be doing the same thing. We may even be doing it with the same people, but but the world around us has changed. And what I'm saying is be mindful of how they're peering in on the action you're doing. That that I was surprised. Yeah. I actually did some research. I have over I have over a hundred awards on my on my website. I have over a hundred awards that I think are worthy of winning. Some some of them you have to pay for. Most of them you have to pay for, by the way. Oscars, Emmys, Tonys. These are things that Producers, production companies pay thousands of dollars per submission. So yeah. don't be offset yeah. at the fact that you have to yeah. pay better. And also, I'm seeing Tele Awards and W3 Awards, Communicator Awards, awards meant for people like us who are, yeah. you know, working from our own constructs, independent voices in, in media. Yeah. And I'm also that. seeing Disney and GQ and Vice win those same awards too. And, and this idea of winning awards, being on a list, of people who stand out and, and the 
you know, there's a this weird level of shame or ego sometimes that comes into like applying for awards. Right. And right. I would say don't that that if that comes up, then the mindset is not to apply for the award, but to, to imagine how you can leverage it. So yeah. Don't even stop at the stage. If you stop at the stage, write your thank you speech because those are the people that will incentivize <laughs> you to win that award. Yeah. Yeah. This happened to me early in my career. Mandy Moore won her first acting award, 2005, I think, the movie awards, and she thanked me. It was like the biggest moment of my life. I, yeah. I thought, like, I watched these shows. I, yeah. I, like, I, <laughs> I never knew anyone. Now it's like, my, this is, and I, as I said to you early, there's not a lot of Vinnies. <laughs> and it's I, like, yeah, and, I, and, I know you. and when I got to win my Emmy, it was like the first thing that came to mind. It's the weirdest thing. But the backstory, you know, you never forget your first. Yeah. You never yeah. forget your first. That's something with you career, career, career wide, whether yeah. you're changing careers or in the same. So, yeah, I love that perspective. I love how you have described just the, I, the realness of what it means to apply for an award, get an award. I, it's such a thing that I don't think a lot of people think about being a business owner myself, having won several awards. I can tell you Vinny's absolutely right. Like when I had the realization that like I had a friend who was applying for her husband to win mm-hmm. some awards. It kind of like was like, that's wait. So you don't just get picked. You don't just, you don't just yeah. go do a good job. And then they come over and say, Hey, we want No, that's actually not it at all. And the impact or the authority that your business is given, or that you as an individual voice are given based on a perceived authority, whether it comes from an award or whether it comes from a podcast name or whatever is real. That is real. And so to go after the awards, he's absolutely right. And there's a submission process. And then you have to like, you have to tell them why you deserve the award. It's like, well, wait a second. This is like, oh, it seems backwards because I didn't like win the contest. It was, I had to apply, which it makes sense now. And I, I, I'm putting some emphasis here on this because I think that there's just so many business owners listening here right now, just like me 10 years ago. I'm just like, wait, what? There's like, this is like a thing you like, you apply and like, you, there's tons of awards out there, period. Your little local city, your little local magazine, you're like, all these, these things have it. Yeah, but I'll tell it. you what, when I won 20 in their 20s here in Kansas City, people were like, whoa, 20 in the, what is, whoa, you know, like, it, it, they don't even know what it means, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, bi- I'm in business. <laughs> I'm in my 20s and someone has recognized me. Okay, fine. That's great. Yeah, that's anything awesome. else you want to add here? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, you brought up something you, you inspired because this idea of winning against people is something that we see on the Tonys, Emmys, Oscars, like some of the larger awards. Majority of the awards that I'll even talk about, you're not competing against each other, you're competing against yourself. So they're saying you have to qualify in this category. Here are the five ways we're going to judge the criteria. Here are the five judging criteria of how we're evaluating. Each, each criteria is marked 1 to 20 points, and if you get over 70 points, you'll rank in this percentile if you get in the top 1%. So there's more of a, a unified win as well. So I want to point out that there's not even against – it's not about – you know, I don't know. I think a lot of us think there's a social component. Vote for me on the – there are lots of right. those types of sure. awards. But what we're talking about are awards for marketing, awards for emails, newsletters, for the construct of a podcast, for being a guest on a podcast. If you were a guest on an episode of a podcast and you thought that was great and you don't even have a podcast, with the cooperation of that podcast host, you could apply that specific episode and you could potentially win an award for best podcast guest. So right. there, And why would I want to stand out? By the way, think about it. Like you said, yeah, there, we have our one sheets and our bios. Beyond that, it's a data point. 
it's a data point that Google needs to know about. And I want to talk about how to get it in Google because there's a, a clear cut way in this creator economy to turn awards into data points that don't exist yet on Google. Yeah. And, and again, it, it, it's searchable. So think of the news leverage, you know, exactly. that you're able to get from it. Well, let's, I, 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 I love that angle. I want to roll right into that. Um, we'll, we're going to hold off on my next, like, strategy question here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to weave it into some of these things. Sure. Let's just roll right into what you were just saying. I think that that's super great content and, and super applicable. You're obviously very passionate about it. So we've, we've discussed, okay, there's a real thing that you can actually go apply for awards as yeah. a local business owner. You're listening right now. You need to stop and pause and you need to grab a pen and, and you need to write down, there are local awards and I need to find them and apply for them. Okay, fine. Now bullet point number two is what do I need to do with them? Once I've won them, once I've got them, you know, in my hand or on my website, what do I do from now? Yeah, there's a couple of things that you get to do, by the way, depending on the award structure. One, you actually get a trophy. Depending on the application process with Emmys, for example, I don't actually own my Emmy. The Academy does. So when I pass, I'm supposed to send it, send it back. And I didn't have to purchase my statue as a result of winning. But there are other statues that I have. I think a W3 award, a Kelly award that then allow me the opportunity to purchase the, uh, the statue. So right out of the gate, I mean... It's right, right there. It's right. I was gonna say it's, it's like right there. <laughs> One of the ways to leverage it is the like the visual communication of being an award winner. And I get to, by the way, walk into this room and shout out to my friend Connor Doobie, a marketing king, who gave me the marketing goat award. So my Emmy and the goat hang out, and this is the whole yeah. fictitious world that I you know makes sense to me. But by the way, I bring that up. I just I didn't even think about this. I'm, I just pointed out that my friend, who I think is a marketing genius, gave me an award. Guess where I put it? Next to my Emmy. Right. Who's the brilliant marketer? Connor exactly. Doobie. Go follow that guy on LinkedIn, by the way. I'll, I'll introduce exactly. you if you don't know him, but it's brilliant energy. You guys would get along. But that's that's the power in awards is we share them. Yeah. So first and foremost, there's this visual piece. I, I'd also recommend press. Press yeah. that hits your local news and may hit digital as well. You know, it's yeah. important to be able to share the experience and, and, yeah. and, and part of winning the trick to leveraging the win isn't in the visibility of winning. It's in the shareability of winning. Many of us will win awards, but how easy do we make it for people to share the fact that we won an award? Yeah. And here's, an, here's where I'm going with this on award shows. They wait for big things to happen. Obviously, Will Smith is going to come up when we're talking about this conversation. And the awards right. around when that happened gave tremendous visibility or, or was it, I think Jimmy Kimmel who was guesting he kind of stepped on, he, there was a bit and he, he pretended to be dead on stage. And while someone was giving an award and it kind of deflected it away from that, that person's, oh. how about this Kanye and Taylor Swift? Let's just land on that one, right? Something go. has to happen that's shareable for the entire world to understand even what I'm talking about, which is Taylor yeah, Swift won an award. Kanye came in and hijacked that moment, but we shared that. It wasn't the visibility of that that made that. No. You know, it's the shareability of that. So so press is something we that's important. Here right. I'm adding it to the visibility of my storylines. Like if we take pictures and right. certainly, you know, this is getting broadcast out there. So I'm showing it, you know, in that capacity. Yeah. And then there's one more that I'm really excited about. Look, I love podcasting and I, I appreciate the podcast economy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost like defending it and, and <laughs> 
you know, I'm like coming up with like, I love you, but wait, yeah, I was gonna say the, the, the hammer's gonna drop. But... <laughs> no, I, I, the the podcast economy is fascinating for as a media economy because it's truly not driven on ads from the yeah. public sector of media. So I, I like the I appreciate the podcast economy. But what podcasting has done to fracture the economy, to, to, to be a podcast niche within dozens or hundreds of other categorical career categories is where I get excited about how, how to start letting farmers, lawyers, doctors, dentists, candlestick makers, pe- people who have a service, a coaches to stand out through the use of podcasting. Yeah. So there's this website called IMDB, the Internet Movie Database. And like okay. Amazon owns it. It's where you go to see who was an avatar, who directed, you know, your favorite movies and your TV shows. And sure. it's like the penultimate place to go for it's, it's celebrity authority to the nth degree. Got it. It's where I, as a creative over my 25 years, make sure every single credit that I've ever received on any show is listed there. because it's a big form of discoverability for me as a creator. Right. Podcasts are an approved intellectual property that can now be uploaded to IMDb, which mm-hmm. means that anyone who owns a podcast, whether you identify as a creator or an independent business owner who happens to have a podcast, right. now has the ability to have their name, executive producer, host, or themselves, depending on how you're all of your guests. It's a tremendous amount of data that you're going to create on IMDb owned by Amazon that literally is like <laughs> chatty right. cousins with Google. And yeah. what I've seen chatty in the SEO, I don't know how to say that, right? That's like what I, just, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But what I say, it's like a family secret that everyone knows. You know, The second you tell them, instantly, a week later, Google yep. search, because you can upload an, an infinite amount of content to support your podcast. If you've been right. creating social media content, you can upload. Here's another place. You can't listen to your podcast here, but what you can do is create the data structure of an episode, connect that a guest was on that episode. By the way, connect that you won an award for that episode. These are all data points that turn into link backs that turn into cues for Google, Bing, Yahoo, you know, global search engine result pages to have an impact on, not just specifically on Google. I'm kind of careful about giving search search i dropped my voice because you know i get like very (laughs) bad wait a second let me whisper you know you know that you know how google was like you know because i'm sensitive to the fact that google is a search engine that wants you to discover what it wants you to discover based on what is best for it so that that being said i know there are 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 ways that we can connect data points to google to enhance our search engine results and there are things that we can do to make sure that snippets and widgets are pulling from you know our site right. what i'm talking about is living the content strategy instead of having one <laughs> i'm yeah. talking right on, on that level but yeah. by being on imdb it makes you searchable as a lawyer in a creative community where local news are looking right. where radio producers are looking for people who are articulate well-spoken yeah. and it's not even about being articulate and well-spoken and being good on camera. It's now this podcast, us as podcasters, we've elevated, we research, we format, we publish, we, we don't just repurpose, we pre-purpose, right? right? We know we have to advertise these, these pieces. So we start creating those pieces before, you know, as as part of the flow. Right. And this IMDB thing is big. It, it allows you to 
create a high data point for your tagline. So if you're, if you can figure out a search engine term that's going to yield you high results, like a pretty unique term, there's right. a big opportunity to claim it. My, my friend Ben Courier said that his, and he has a podcast called the failure podcast. Love and it. he said his tagline is the number one failure guy. The number yeah. one failure guy. If you type into Google, who is the number one failure guy? I actually get oh. goosebumps. Yo, his, the font? It's like, I've never seen, it's not H1. I don't even know what it is. Like the largest font I've ever seen. Google is like, yo, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I win. Pick me. Pick me, pick me, yeah. <laughs> and, and this is how rich, this signals to me how rich Amazon, IMDb, Google, how rich these platforms are perceiving the implication of podcasts, how much yeah. a podcast is having impact in this content space, in this content game of social media and ways to stand out. Right. Also, it's one of the only things you might do to be able to be discovered from your guests. If you have a production company, you now have an award-winning production company because you've attached your award to it. If people search for award-winning recipients and now it's a tremendous tremendous win for people out there and again as a creative it's where i know to go to make sure all my credits are just because that's where we as the public sector of, of media go to look for other high you know, qualified other individuals yeah, you, know, you go to the today show you can see all the contributors i promise you and i've done it myself that you go to those shows you if you need a scientist for you know a, a segment you go to today's show and you see all the scientists that have contributed and you pick a couple of people who've already done it because you know yeah. they've been on live tv on a national format and right. so this is a huge this is a huge win for us and yeah, uh, us independent voices right who don't yeah. need to be celebrities or cast by motion picture houses sure. or cast in tv how about this you don't even need to be in reality. You know how you used to have to be in reality TV to try to get your break? This right. is the way to bypass being on reality TV. I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah That's going to piss off the secret. My... Yeah, right? You want to – yeah, get the credit, be famous without needing to – and own it. How about that? Yeah. That's something you're not going to do exactly. right now. Exactly. That's not something you're going to do. Vinny, you have given us so many practical things that um, even my team, I'm as me live right now, I'm writing them down. But then my team, as they go to edit this, I already know – that my podcast producer can be like, tick, 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 you know, notes, notes, notes. What about the opposite end of the coin? What shouldn't we be doing? Or what, what does look like maybe failure in your career or in someone right now who's trying to do the things that you're suggesting? What shouldn't they do? What I, okay, I'm so bad at saying what you shouldn't do, but let me, let me, can I phrase it this way? One of the things yeah. I had to stop doing was go. learn and go, learn and go, learn and go. I actually, okay feel that I'm more constructive and more productive if I stop for a week, educate myself, and then come back on. And, and, and instead of needing to feel like I have to wade in the water and keep, keep a lifeline, you know, I, it's, I know that I can go away and come back. By the way, everyone, everyone loves a comeback. So it's like, where have you been? I'm like, oh, right. Like who knew? But, but very rarely. So, so how, very what rarely. does that look like? Practically, but that's one of like, those things. I think one of the yeah. practically it's, it's, if you're in, if you're in uh, the, it, let's say it this way to quote Mandy Moore, one of my episodes, the input dictates the output. So, yeah. so be mindful of outputting while you're inputting, let the, let the ideas, let the, I don't want to speak just in creative for, in, in creative form, but let the opportunities, let the, the business ideas create a system that, that you can stick to that you don't have to be impulsive 
or reactive to ideas, but that allows you to systemically identify new opportunities. I have a development slate. I have a 12 year content schedule. I just looked at mine because I was I was curious about what tomorrow every month I have a different word. And I did that so that I can focus on certain words that I know I want in my vocabulary and in my SEO also. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't want to have to do it afterwards. I don't want to have to SEOify my content. I want to live. You want to do it. Yeah, you want to be the real thing. That's And if I do it and say it in my questions, you do it and say it in your answers. And we create, you know, in those words. So so December's word for me is reflection, which is a really hard. It's actually, I mean, that's a hard, this is a hard one for me. Most people know it, but, but don't do it. Oh, it's, we don't listen to our voice because we think we can't get better by listening to it. We can't get past whatever that means, you know, the sound of our voice. And and yet we're, we're literally preventing ourselves the experience that we want most people to have, which is us. Yeah. That's maybe something that people aren't doing is, is, and I was, I don't know how to say, I was lucky last year. I'm 45. I was lucky to finally need glasses. I need glasses. Now. <laughs> so weird to say this. But the coolest but, thing about needing glasses is that I can look at something now a little blurry from far away and it, I can't see it. And that is a great litmus test for a podcast cover that I could not do two years earlier because I had good eyesight. And the yeah. ability, you know, most people are, are looking through life through distracted lenses. We have no clue, you know, what their journeys are, but we know that we're a blip. You know, in the in the in the intersection that is time that's and our right. paths, and I think that that's something that really helps me grasp how to be impactful now without jam packing the moment to the point where I confuse and I lose. And yeah, because there's a part of me that's that creative part of me that I do have I do have to turn off so that I can just keep it internal. Yeah. But that means well, think, no writing the- notes. You know, for example, I can't write notes for an hour after a podcast so that I can right. process them and then move on it. Yeah, you, you've given such a, I, I'm just going to try to point this out for the listener. You've given such a clear, but almost hidden, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, very descriptive way of like, okay, to be intentional, mm-hmm. but to also be thorough, but not so th- so much thorough or so, you know, like full where you're missing things. And so I just, I think that that resonates with almost every entrepreneur. And I'm going to try to say it in a, in a, in a way that, makes sense is like they're wearing too many hats right we all know what that feels like and we're cramming the moment full like you shared and we all do it to a degree and there's benefit to it but then at some point there's a tipping point where it actually hurts us more than it helps us and so i just think that your perspective on on intentionality of course reflectiveness or being able to reflect on your voice or your message or what you've done or what you haven't done or it's all part of that it's slowing down enough to speed up again uh, in the future yeah, the so intentionality really is that. is important. I I laugh, but I use this word called pre-purpose. This idea that we have to, by the way, this idea that we have to repurpose our content, and like all of a sudden we're surprised that we need promotional material right. from our podcast and our social media, and that we need we're surprised. Right. We're not surprised. Come on, this is not season yeah. one of social media. Right. This is you know that that you can't. You're not going to have a sell sale if you don't have an offer and you're not going to be able to scale that offer if you don't have an ad. You know right. that there are fundamental steps to this. And these, these again, when I say some of the things that we share that make it easier for us to, to convert energy, it's, right. it's having ads, it's having offers, it's, it's having those opportunities that, that allow you to be successful in them. Yeah, I, I think that's super. Love that. It's Love the intentionality. Okay, so you- and when you're, just to say, let's finish yeah. this out. Yeah. When you pre-purpose, here's the benefit of pre-purposing. What I mean is... 
if you are a farmer and you have a podcast, what I'm saying is go on social media and find find 10 niched social media accounts that you think might actually want some of your content and build a relationship with them so that you're not thinking, you don't have to wear 5,000 hats trying to figure out where you belong. You know right. where, where you can leverage this relationship and that allows you to build boundaries of growth as opposed to boundaries of, of suppression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's leverage. You just said it. It's literally going, okay, well, I can pull this one, but I can also pull this one and this one gets a much greater result. But, but the, in the moment decision, we pick this one often because it seems like it's a, it's a, it's an easier pull. It maybe gets a quicker result. It's more immediate uh, satisfaction. And this one over here, although it has greater leverage, it's usually a longer play. Like you said, you have a 12 year content plan, like how does a business owner, and this could be obviously applied to business, content, mindset, family, all of it. How do you suggest a listener today taking that almost delayed gratification mindset if they don't have it? And they're just like, I'm just trying to get the next project so I can yeah. eat, right? How, got, how do you, how do they get you, into that? You gotta, you gotta accept this nonlinear journey we're in. I don't, I don't, I, I hope I don't come off sounding so woo woo and futuristic and like time is bendable and we can, you know, go back to the future. Let me say it this way. Maya Angelou says that creativity, the more you have, the more you spend, the more you have, the more you spend, the more you have. Uh, Warren Buffett says about money, the more you have, the more you spend, the less you have. And then the more you spend, the less you have. Right. So why, why do we expect from our creative endeavors, from podcasts or social media, for there to be creative fulfillment and financial fulfillment in the same exact moment of time? That's like, that's yeah. the part to me. And I like to sort of separate, be open to outcomes. Let's say it that way. So, so here's where I'm going with this. I have a podcast. One of the ways I quote unquote monetize my podcast is I found there are about 50 creator marketing platforms that anyone can go to and register their name and say, I'm just regular me. Nobody knows me. Here's my information. And if anyone thinks that I'm special, then you can go ahead and send me an offer and I like it. Then maybe I'll say yes. And, and maybe that would be cool. Yeah. And every once in a while, I get an email that I'm excited about. I actually just posted one, The Art of Shaving. I just posted it. And I, I bring it up because it's so cool <coughs> that I can take an influencer, what quote unquote might have been seen as an influencer opportunity, mindset the hell out of that and just call it creator opportunity. And I, I do have influence and I have to accept that. And my creator challenge was how do I in, how do I make sure that that me as a podcaster, me as a social audio personality, is coming through in this opportunity? So I made sure my microphone was in the opportunity and was able to create content and put it out there. I made a couple of uh, I am not allowed to say because I can give you the name of the brand. I'm allowed to say how much I made, but I can't say that money that I made wasn't directly because of my podcast, but right. I used it to promote my podcast, and I'm talking about it in the sense of as a podcaster, here's now how I can show up. And, right. and ways that I can make money. That's just a, a small example of, you know, yeah. when you're, when you're mindful of the future, how you can be making decisions now, when you know, I'm from like Staten Island, when you know what exit you're getting off. When you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, forget about it. You know, like, are you 7A, 13A, where are we going? Like, when you know what exit you're getting, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Even in, in general, you know, understanding where you're starting and knowing where you're ending or, or 
or what that funnel sort of looks like, but it's that 100%. that helps make those decisions along the way. Yeah. I have a 12 month, by the way, I 12, I have a one year, but a 12 month uh, schedule, not, not, not 12 years, not 12 years, um, but it's still the same. I do the it, same thing every year. I just do exactly. it over. And you know, sometimes people will say you do so much and you've done so many different things. And I'm like, but the right. same exact, the same exact stuff every single year. It's just, now there's a new platform. Now this year, there's, let's see, 2020, Pinterest TV just came out minutes ago, by the way. The future of vertical, shoppable, evergreen, long-form content has forever changed, in my opinion, because Pinterest TV is going to crush this like video category wow. the way that it has been a search engine for, for photos. It, it, if it can do what it's doing for videos, I'm excited. As a podcaster... Right. Come on, like we we are sitting on on footage that we know we have to get out the door, and then I'll just I'll just end with this last little pro tip. If that's true, then just everyone, y'all, make sure you're starting this 4K camera bit because there will be a point in time where 720 and 1080 don't cut it on platforms, or they prioritize quality of video because that's the quality of the experience. So just I hate to bring up technical things sometimes, but it's it makes sense. It's a weird thing to tell people who are not creators why they would need to invest in a $100, $200 4K camera. It's because that 4K camera is going to be the deciding factor when your local news says, well, should we have so-and-so or should we have so-and-so on it? Because they're both coming from home. Yeah. One has an iPhone and the other has a 4K camera. That's going to be the difference in it. So. Yep, exactly. Okay, you have given us so much to think about here. I want to wrap up here with a couple of speed round questions. I want to know inside of this media space where you're helping so many entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. to you, what is the most important KPI or the thing that you would track if you could only pick the one thing forever and ever and ever? Oh, yeah. What should we be tracking in our media? Shares. Share. Share, it's, share is the as the universal. It's share. It's, there's no. There's nothing we can do more valuable than share. If if we if anyone listening to this experience this conversation loves what we're doing, I think the best way they can share it is by going is in perpetuity by sharing not just a one off share. Right. Set yourself up as the source for share. Leave a five star review. That's right. that that five star review makes us so much more shareable. That five star review makes this podcast so much easier to share That's than right. just mentioning it to somebody. So there are value, right. the value, different values of sort of sharing, it's right? Here, yeah, yeah. It's really truly it though. Sharing, you know, if you love if you love a TV show, what do you do? How many people went to home for Thanksgiving and came back and watched Yellowstone because it's all everyone talked about? They're sharing. They're sh and there's there's right. ego in sharing, by the way. Yeah. I want to be mindful the of status. that. Status. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mimetic desire, right? There's 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 status and there's desire tied into the share. There's an, there's ego quenching piece of it, but it's fulfilling. Yeah. And it's addictive yeah. and it makes us want to share more. And that's what yeah. I mean. Share. So that's that that's why beyond, that's why some of these artists are so brilliant. They have and that's also I'm stuttering here, <clears throat> but that's why I think merch. You know, some people poo-poo the idea of having hats and t-shirts. And it's not about right. making twenty dollars or fifty dollars or whatever dollars Something per shirt. Shared. It's something that two people, two kids go to youth group and they're like, wait, both of our parents do what? Now, shared experience that we didn't know. You go to a concert, a local concert, and you see two people with the same landscaping hat on. You're like, that son yeah. of a bitch, he owes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, it, it, but it gives us this opportunity to connect and share. Right. And, and as a brand, personal yeah. or corporate, that's something that, you know, that we can do. So sh I think share, share is the one thing that I would forever trace.
I love it. I you're gonna keep me up all night tonight, Vinny. Like I, my brain is 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 fast, quick, swiftly running. Okay, what book or resource? Since you're a big podcast guy, what resource or book would you recommend for a business owner trying to grow? Oh, who not how? Love it. Yeah. Have you are you familiar with this book? Who not how? Oh, <laughs> yes. I've read it multiple times. I have it oh, on my hysterical. desk. <laughs> and then the second book, I got to say, shout out to the group over at Podmatch. They wrote a book. There's 16 people who came together called Guest Mastery. And if you're looking to get your story out there, yeah, I mean, I said earlier, I, I spend six days a year recording my podcast. I that I might not only about like 10 minutes long. That, and I, so I only need 52 podcasts. I spend the, the other 150 days doing other people's podcasts. That's that's how I'm connecting with people. Yeah. To be really honest, I get I get anxiety. So it's really nice to do this one on one. It's yeah. so awesome to not and I'm, I'm even now okay when we go live on LinkedIn and all those other places because this is so normal. So normal yeah. to me. Right. I've been in TV my entire career and I'm not to say I could have jumped on TV anytime I can because I probably tried and I didn't <laughs> but this is so much I own it or you own it and there's there's like the level of that trust and and I'm excited to see how we as podcasters in the future how some of the tech innovations how like yeah. how nfts will allow us to co-own episodes and like certain allow it to scale because it feels a little restricted right now it's a little clunky because we're moving files in podcasting yep. but that's why don't look look past the file this is weird to say i come from yeah. tv where i'm like it's not about the tape it's about the file now it's like it's not about the file you can't touch community you can't hold, right you know that audience that's what we need to be looking yeah. to, to build and create these are just pastors but these are assets yeah Intellectual yeah, are. property are assets. The thing, social media is different than owning your podcast. And by the way, podcasts don't have to be every day or month. I love recommending a four-episode close-ended podcast, the finite, the ultimate guide to XYZ. Anyone, or, or maybe even just one episode where you're on a podcast and you leverage that over and over again. But being a podcast guest has changed my life. It's helped me become a better listener to myself. Showing up for me has been a challenge. Showing up for other people has always been my skill set. Showing up for me, yeah. challenge. And it's like a, it's like Built what about media, it's like media training and accountability <laughs> training and, and executive yeah. training and, and yeah, all of it, all of it in one. And I get to do it with my peers. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah, the best. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, you said that that they're assets, and and I I so agree with you. And I think that you're talking to business owners that are like, yeah, yeah, he's right. I I've got a piece of equipment, but the podcast is the same way. And and you said this, mm -hmm. but I'm going to highlight it yet again. It's the relationship because there's only one Vinny that I know in New York City. There's only one Chaz Wolf that you know. Like so, yeah. like when the name pops up, we're going to remember this experience. And then obviously the things that happen after this between us is going to be great because of this experience. And so I think that not only is the time recorded as an asset, but then the actual experience, the actual relationship, yeah. is what then propels us forward. I got one last question here for you. Yeah. If you could whisper in the younger Vinny's ear, what would you say? <laughs> That's funny. 
I'm so annoying. I, I'm so annoying because my first response would be, I don't know, it would be like a hot whisper, you know, when you can make your ear kind of <laughs> like that's what the first. Kind of whisper? I'm such. Like I'm would, so, I, would I would I yeah, cringe right? and, and get away from it, or would I would I lean in? It's like thinking of like lasagna, something that's hot and like kind of gets in your ear and makes you vibe. I think about the experience more so than the words. By the way, this is how I hear music. I'm the yeah. worst. I was the worst at MTV. I did not understand lyrics go past me. I have a musical mind and I hear vowels and consonants you know like my boyfriend's like you thought that was the word like you thought that was a word and you thought yeah. that was the, the yeah that's not at all what they said yeah you know maybe uh, i would say i wouldn't say much because i don't want to change anything to be really honest maybe i would say yeah, I, mean, gotcha. it, it gets, <laughs> I don't want to say it gets better because i didn't do it because i thought it could get better it, yeah like pe- maybe i would say people are watching Ooh, this is creepy that's what i would say i would say people are watching that i uh, i wasn't aware of in the early 2000s during my younger sort of period was was not just what i was doing but but how many people were not just watching the shows that were a result of my actions but how many people in this in in my industry whether it's tv or this weird fractured podcast industry were were watching what i was doing back then because it felt because of lack of social media it felt a little bit you know, like, yeah. And, and, and I, I like that part of it. I like knowing that people can see it, but also being mindful of not, I said it earlier, you don't need more visibility to have more discoverability. You need more shareability. Like discovery equals visibility to the power of sharing, not even time sharing to the power of sharing, Wow. you know? And I think that that's it. And maybe I didn't make myself as easy to share, you know, maybe yeah. I, I, there's certainly points in my life career and personal life where I've made myself smaller and minimizing thoughts and all those, you know, as you get older and more aware, all those things kind of crawl in and creep in. And I would say that people are watching and and that, that would, that would keep me accountable and responsible. The responsibility piece is the thing that matters the most. I think a lot of us are accountable now for creating content, but, but the responsibility is coming after this is, this is part of my pre-purpose like mindset. If we're responsible of what our content is going to do, then like we're not scratching our heads saying how do we market it how do we advertise we're not scratching afterwards we right. scratch our heads beforehand like that's right. scratching your heads is part of the process it just usually happens in the beginning part not at the end but for some right. reason in the private sector the personal you know the personal market of media yeah you know where yeah. we don't know what we don't know and we have access to what we're given by the yeah. way and that's changing that's how i get excited about it it's changing so yeah, but nothing's gonna be but not but nothing's gonna be more valuable than media and that's why i'm saying do it in 4k because remember when tv wasn't hd and there there's to be a certain percentage of the show how to be you know hd and yeah same that we're going to keep experiencing that through life and what's going to happen is is it's not about platforms not being able to air it it's about them not wanting low resolution content stuck on their platform that they have to take off like if you ask me why there's a couple of reasons why but if you ask me why amazon over the pandemic you know gutted the system we used to all be able to upload our independent projects up there they gutted the system because it was all predominantly less than seven you know yeah low quality not not the future of an experience that was worth paying 14 dollars a month now nine what do they got us for 9.99 so (laughs) quality the quality matters you know it's like you know we we know that in our businesses and it was weird i remember when i realized like okay i'm i'm the one choosing not to be in i chose not to have the right camera 
Right. I put myself in the blurry camera. Like, and that was my choice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try, treat a guest that way. Why am I? Right. Why right. am I doing that to me? But no, it's so good. Changed. It just, it's changed. just, it's, it's the mindset of leveling up and, and this is in this sector, how you do that. So practical. Mm. Vinny, you've been incredible today. How can the listener find you? Whether they want to start trying to work with you around their business and their media, or they just want to pick your brain. Like how can they, how can they find? Yeah, you? that's awesome. First off, everything that I've spoken about 50 creator marketing platforms to be on over a hundred awards worthy of winning, how to get your podcast on IMDb. All that is free on my creator hub at vpe.tv. Vpe.tv is my website for all things agency and me related. I have a podcast.com, a Google news verified platform for podcasters. So if you know anyone who should be uh, obviously aside from chats, cause like it's already in the pipeline <laughs> yeah but anyone out there who could be a featured podcaster podcast you know i'm doing what i did 25 years ago i yeah. built a system a stage where i can identify emerging voices and i'm going to continue to keep doing that in my career it seems it, it seems to have worked so i'm looking for more stars yeah love it's that. like nasa and, and elon are not going to be the only people finding stars this year so exactly yeah the the, the Vinny, the only Vinny, is out there doing <laughs> it also you've just been incredible i will put all that in the show notes of course you already know that but uh, this has been this has been a conversation for the books, man. I just really, really appreciate your willingness to share and give super practical stuff. I think that I know I'm walking away from this conversation going, "Wow, okay, let's roll. We got we got some work to do." And 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 I think that the encouragement really to the listener is not so much necessarily of what you have done or you haven't done enough. It's just that start and and thinking quality, think what it's going to be in the future. How do you get to your place for your specific? thing that you got going on called your business. How can you make that relevant in all these terms that you've talked about and you've done such a great job. So thank you for being here. Blessings to your family, blessings to your business, all your clients. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business family and communities and here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy so if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp qualified other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.